Hi everyone, my name is Pierre Ampelet, otherwise known as Pemboy, and this is the Gentleman Society podcast. This series highlights talents we admire because they shape culture and inspire us to strive for passion, but also for a positive impact on others. We meet very different forward-thinking personalities who all convey values of care, openness, and elegance. They are the true gentlemen or gentlewomen of our modern world. Perfume savoir-faire is part of Givenchy's DNA. Today, I'm joined by Maya Lernou and Karine Dubreuil, the master perfumers who created the new masculine fragrance, Gentleman Society. The former is a Parisian who spent her childhood immersed in the Mediterranean landscape, and the latter was born in Grasse, the world's capital of perfumery. They craft fragrances that elevate our senses, and they place emotions at the heart of the olfactive journeys they create. We get into the minds of these two talents who inspire us thanks to their creativity and craftsmanship. Hello, Pamboy. Hello, Pamboy. Hello. So let's start. What would be your definition of the modern gentleman? I think the main values of a gentleman are respect, a sharing, empathy, generosity, um, maybe sensitivity also. It can also be a man who has a certain uh, confidence, but which does not prevent him from being tactful. And I think um, we could say he's committed to others. He may also be aware of current environmental issues. Is someone who is not only focused on himself, but um, on children, family, friends. I love all of these values and uh, attitudes. I think it really defines uh, what a modern gentleman is. Uh, what's your vision of masculinity? Oh dear, it's very difficult. It's a difficult question. Um, but masculinity is multifaceted. Uh, in our opinion, this masculinity is more nuanced in search of sophistication. And uh, it's a gentleman who embraces sensitivity. Yes, I, I totally agree. The new generation is shifting the line. Men are more and more attentive to women and their needs. They are more aware of what we can bring to them. And they also want more balance. They release their emotions more than their father, I think. And they're more involved in the daily life of the family, for sure. Yeah, I really agree with Maya. Today's men are very different from past generations. And um, uh, the harmonious balance between women and men is much more evident. Uh, there is less competition. We are more complementary. And um, I really think a, a man and a woman should cultivate their differences and we shouldn't try to be the same. Being engaged through your passion, what is your message to the world? Difficult to have a message Who for, wants to, go to first? the world. <laughs> But, you know, by creating perfumes, we want to inspire uh, dreams, uh, emotion um, and the sense of well-being. I completely agree with Karine and I think... For myself, my message is also to remind people that in the world full of gravity and drama, it is vital for all of us to cultivate lightness and joy and to keep our dreams alive, to follow our desires to the end, even if they may sometimes seem unrealistic. 
Perfumery is a passionate profession, and I feel lucky to be able to do it. But you have to live up to your passion. It requires commitment, tenacity, and confidence. What about you, Karine? Uh, you know, our job is an art. Um, and for me, art is um, life-saving for human beings. Art will always be a recreation, um, a second wind, a mode of uh, expression, are linked with the emotions, with beauty, with creativity, everything that makes us feel good and um, beautifies our souls. Of course, what you create is beautiful. Um, how does your art, as you just described, uh, have a positive impact on other people and the community? Uh, well, it's very difficult, but I think we try to have a positive impact on our environments by using ingredients from ethical and sustainable sources, for example. We also realized with COVID that people who had lost their sense of smell became depressed. This sense had been sidelined, and it turned out to be even more connected to mental health than we thought. So for me, creating perfumes is also about allowing people to take care of themselves to please themselves, and it's magical. It's it's funny that you're saying this because I lost my sense of smell during COVID, when I had uh, COVID, so now I enjoy it even more. <laughs> What do you think, Karine? Um, I think that, you know, olfaction is our most primary and least educated sense. Uh, this is almost an advantage because unlike perfumers, consumers don't try to analyze a perfume, but uh, experience it uh, spontaneously as an emotion. Fortunately, they are often positive emotions. Uh, they bring back images, often pleasant situations. And so I think we bring our little share of happiness every day through fragrances. It's true that I always find it's it very moving, you know, to smell someone in the street wearing a perfume that I have created. That's true. You know, perfumes are completely linked to people and, and who they are uh, very deeply. So who are the people inspiring you? Who are your real life heroes? You know, I don't think I really have a hero. However, um, I think our children, the new generation, have a strong ecological awareness and are very committed. Um, I also admire great researchers in any field, uh, great musicians, but also volunteers or people who dedicate their lives to others or to philanthropic projects. Yes, and um, I have a personal experience recently. I had the chance to see a, a preview of a documentary. It's called Mission Regeneration. It's very new. And I came out of it positive and full of hope for our future. All these scientists who are working on agroecology, agroforestry, and sustainable grazing methods to regenerate the earth and revegetate almost desert areas of the globe are heroes to me. Which brings me to my next question. Volunteering and being part of philanthropic projects is very honorable. What is your definition of honor? I think um, honor could be um, loyalty, intellectual honesty, uh, integrity, 
the respect for others, the authenticity with oneself and others. I totally agree with you, Karine. And what is your motto in life? My motto for a long time is shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, you will land among the stars. I think it's very well known. This quote has been with me for several years. I have a small plaque on which it is written, which was given to me by a friend and which follows me in my various job. This quote is in line with what I was saying earlier about our passion for a job, about believing in our dreams Whatever they may be, it reminds me not to give up and to hold on to this light, to our desire. And I also love it because it shows that there is no failure. It is the journey that counts. It's aiming for a goal that makes us vibrate. Living with this vibration makes life exciting. What about you, Karine? What is your motto in life? Uh, my motto is the motto of the Dalai Lama. Uh, joy is a power. Cultivate it uh, because I'm a happy person, and sometimes I feel like it's almost a dirty word. You know, I love to to laugh, I love to joke. Um, I wake up uh, every every day, every morning in a good mood and very positive. Um, and I really continue to be amazed every day from time to time for little things that may be or may seem ridiculous, but it, it doesn't matter. Uh, I think it's, um, it's really a strength and therefore it's a power in life. I completely agree with you. I think joy is super important, um, especially for young kids to inspire them. Um, so my next question is, what would you say to your younger self? I think I would say have confidence in your life and in yourself because um, I had some difficulties in my life and in those moments I sometimes thought it was insurmountable but then I discovered my capacity for resilience and I would like to tell her or me <laughs> not to let fear take over and to always believe in herself. Um. You know, I was brought up by demanding parents, which gave me, of course, a lot of strength, but also a lot of demands on others and on myself. Um, I think I would tell my younger self to be more positive about what she does, not to always strive for perfection. And I would also tell her not to be afraid to say no. Considering we just talked about your younger self, let's go back to your art, perfumes and scent. What are your first olfactory memories? My very, very first olfactory memory is uh, the orange blossom cologne uh, that my mother used to rub on my head when I was uh, going out of the shower. Um, there are also the sense of the street in Gras, where I grew up and where I was born, uh, when the factory were distilling the raw materials, um, and also what is very important in my in my olfactive memories is the my grandmother's gardens, uh, which are evocative of uh, joyful moments. Um, and I think really all that guides my creative process. What about you, Maya? My strongest olfactory memories are connected to my childhood, my holidays in the south of France at my grandmother's home, 
the cut lavender at the entrance to the house into which I would plunge my hands every time I came home, the apricot jam that was cooking all day long. Many of these memories are sources of inspiration in my perfumes and, of course, um, a source of happiness. So your olfactory memories uh, both involve your grandmothers. I love that. But what was that moment when you decide that uh, you would want to become a perfumer? When did your passion for fragrances start? My passion for fragrances began with my discovery of the famous book from Suskind, Le Parfum. And um, I think the highly detailed olfactory description, which I loved, And then with uh, the perfumes offered by my family, which I collected as a kid. I love that. Do you still collect perfumes? Not so much anymore, but I love to smell them. What about you, Karin? When was the moment that you decided that that was your path in life? Uh, you know, I was born in Graz, so it's really the capital of perfumes and where perfume um, was really part of my everyday life. Um, a friend of my parents was a perfumer and uh, she made me discover this world by bringing me to to her lab to smell the raw materials. She was uh, bringing me all the last lunches from the market and I knew everything by memory, you know. Um, my passion was also, uh, came also from... Uh, My mother's cooking. She's a very good cook and I love to eat. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm hearing in our conversations, gardens and, and, and food. Uh, what are your main sources of inspiration today? My source of inspiration often comes from a combination of raw material that I have not yet tried or a material and an accord. It can be triggered by tasting an unusual dish. But I could say inspiration is pretty much everywhere. Um, for me, of course, um, it comes from smelling raw materials. It can come from uh, travels, uh, plants, or um, the cuisine that I'm exploring at the time. <laughs> so now we have the inspirations. Can you tell us more about the creative process to compose a fragrance? Well, for the process in general, we receive a brief developed by the brand's marketing teams made up of images, keywords, unveiling a story or a word. Then with the blank page, we begin the creation of several strong accords, which we present to the brand. It is quite a long process uh, that takes from a few months to sometimes several years of fine-tuning the note, which we will shape like a diamond to obtain a finished fragrance. Um, we work hand-in-hand hand, uh, with the brand's development teams. According to you, what is the secret to creating a good perfume? I don't think there's really a secret. You know, it's such a subjective work process. It's difficult to anticipate uh, success. You know, it's like in music, we're never sure we'll have a hit. Um, but we can agree on uh, essential um, criteria. Uh, uniqueness, a memorable accord, 
high quality raw materials um, and maybe also strength and, uh, and sillage. You know, what is very important is to stay focused and maintain your creative vision, uh, your um, initial olfactory intention. So there is always uh, an olfactory in intention. As women, what's your vision of a masculine fragrance? Um, um, a man's fragrance must be uh, distinctive and powerful, um, expressing freshness, but also sensuality. Uh, our challenge for gentlemen society ou de parfum was to infuse all this while remaining within the Givenchy identity. Yes, I totally agree with you, Karine. Men's perfumery is generally quite conventional with high standards. But for this fragrance, we wanted to revisit these conventions. We shook them up. I think our feminine side certainly played on this unexpected blend and... Uh, this elegant and sophisticated, maybe floral subtility. So we talked about femininity and masculinity. Do you believe that men and women can wear the same perfume? Yes, totally. For me, there is no gender in fragrances. It is more cultural and habit. I know men who love wearing very sweet vanilla fragrances. Or, for example, in Middle East, men are very used to wear floral notes, like roses. And, au contraire, women like to wear aromatic, fresh fragrances considered more masculine. That's super interesting. Depending on where we are in the world, we have different cultures around perfume. What are the key ingredients to create the perfect perfume? Um, I think there's no perfect perfume. It's always a question of taste in our job. You know, it's completely personal. Uh Of course, it's a part of the difficulty of our job. And at the same time, we cannot uh, please everybody. And that's part of the creating process. Um, for example, after years of experience, we know that some ingredients uh, really give addiction or bring addiction. In the case of uh, gentleman society or de parfum, we played with an harmony of vetiver oils Uh, vanilla and ambroxan to increase the sensuality, modernity and uh, of the woody structure. Last question for you guys, because what you do is art. And as with anything artistic or creative, you must have encountered some challenges. So what sort of challenges have you had to overcome during your professional journey? Um, I think for me, the biggest um, difficulty in my work um, is the strong competition between perfumers, but because there's a, an internal competition between the perfumers in the same company and an external competition. And I think the second maybe um, difficulty, challenges, uh, it's that there's only one winner. So you can work for a month and you you don't win. Yes, we lose much more projects than we win. So we need to question ourselves constantly. We need to be resilient and to have the strength to overcome these failures. I think that's a great message to, to end uh, the podcast. Resilience and keep on going. Thank you so much. <laughs>